0: Welcome to From Zero to Millions, Accounting Edition. I am Bilal Mihana.
1: And I'm Kelly Roars. We're here to share our wealth of knowledge on running a public accounting firm. Whether you're a seasoned CPA, an aspiring accountant, or a business owner seeking financial guidance, join us for valuable insights and practical advice.
0: Let's dive in.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of From Zero to Millions, Accounting Edition. This week, Bilal and I have Katie Thomas, CPA, who is the owner and founder of Leaders Online Marketing Company. Welcome, Katie.
2: Thanks for having me, Kelly and Bilal. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, same here, Kelly, Terry.
2: I'd love to open up this
1: episode with your background on how you went from big four to following your dreams and passion and creating this non-traditional role as a CPA.
2: Yeah, so I actually got started in marketing a long time ago. And I think for people that know me, a lot of times they don't know that. I grew up in a small business and In the time where computers were getting really popular, the internet was getting more and more popular. So I was learning SEO, building websites before I was even a teenager, doing Google ads, all of that before I ventured into the accounting realm. And so whenever I actually went to college, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I thought that being a business owner would be really cool. And I definitely had that entrepreneurial bug in me but that's not exactly a degree. And so I had heard accounting was the language of business. I took a few classes and I loved it, which led me down the whole rabbit hole of, if you're going to get an accounting degree, then you might as well get your master's and your CPA. And then once you have that, you actually need to get some work experience. You can't just pass the test, as you guys know. And so I worked at one of the big four, And while I was there, I still really loved marketing. But I noticed this big gap between accounting firms and what kind of marketing support they had. And I thought, okay, if I see this at a firm of this size, what's it like in the smaller firms or for all the other firms out there? And so I left with a hypothesis that this was something that I could help with and then here we are today
0: that's amazing as far as the marketing goes for accounting practices cpa practices what do you provide and what the typical practice should look for their practice from the growth stage so for for growth practice that already started uh, to establish practice do they different in services they should be getting into what's your take on this
2: So there are a variety of strategies. We focus just on digital strategies. So anything print related, we don't get involved with. But I really like to separate marketing into two categories. One's creating demand and one is capturing demand. And so a lot of times what people think about is they're like, okay, I need to get leads. So I need more people to my website. I need more people booking appointments. I need my phone ringing more often or my Zoom meetings being booked more often, but they get really hung up on this metric and they're thinking about how can I capture more demand, but they haven't created it. And so a lot of times, even if the firm is brand new or they're already established and they're looking to attract more of their ideal clients, we have to go back to the basics and think about, okay, where are you actually creating demand? So are you on social media actively? Are you hosting a podcast like this? Are you going out And are you getting on other people's podcasts that are your ideal clients? How are you actually going to create that demand? Because simply having, say, a funnel or a website, that's great. But if you don't have any demand being created to actually capture it, then we need to figure out first how you're going to create that. So that's really
1: interesting. And I think this is the common theme that we've spoken about on a couple of episodes so far is you really need to build up your brand and some sort of recognition before those funnels or those DMs and those calendar bookings actually start coming in.
2: Exactly. Oh, If there was a shortcut that worked, like if it was as easy as just sending some cold messages, then we'd all know about it. And let's be honest, we've all gotten all of those messages. And how do we respond? We ignore them. But if someone sends you a personalized message and you've seen their content, and let's say it's even to invite them onto your podcast, or maybe they are asking you for advice on how you grew your firm, Kelly. It's like those, you take the time to respond.
1: Yeah. I feel like so many times people have seen my social media and they ask, what is this cost? What's going into it? How much effort? Because it is, it's a lot of effort on all ends. And I have to say, Katie handles my social media and she's done a wonderful job. And the process is amazing. And I give most of the input for all of the marketing material that goes into the posts. But I've had several people say, like, how does it bring you referrals or how do you get business from it? And I'd say for me, my personal experience is definitely less through any sort of direct messaging or direct like business to client relationship through LinkedIn and more of people saying, I've been following you for a year and I love what you say and I have clients for you. And so it comes from another professional or a financial advisor, or an attorney, or perhaps even another business owner.
2: But it's the long game here, I think. Yeah, exactly. And the thing with that is that it takes not just time, but it takes effort. Kelly, you come with these ideas and these stories. It's not just like something that you you pay someone $97 a month and they give you copy and paste content. It takes effort from a lot of people to have that kind of success. So it's not just about putting out the due dates.
1: <laughs> oh, guess what? It's April fifteenth. You better send in all your work. Yeah. It has to be uh. more personalized than that.
0: But also, I think also, Kelly, you start doing those things. I mean, uh, on LinkedIn before you start your firm, correct? And and I did the same thing on Facebook. So with two different platforms. When I was working at Deloitte. A little before the law, also I was, I was doing posting on Facebook, uh, on uh, Facebook groups, so like, e-commerce or dental so I was like post post. And when I started my firm, I had this all this information content that was already in, in those groups, so people would search for dent, for CPA, I'll I come up all the time. Uh, but it, I think uh, people that put in the work early, because it takes time. So if you start your firm, you have no clients, no, but nothing. And you want to do the social media aspect. When you have your firm and you have no no money coming in, it's like you're in a hurry now. You want to get any client comes in the door. But like you said, it takes time. It's like, it's an effort. It's a long game. It's not a one week or two weeks. It takes years to develop that brand. And if you start early as an employee, right, of a company or a firm, and build your brand. And then when you decide to go on your own or j- meet that, that firm, if Kelly has an employee, if I have an employee that does that, I value them more than somebody just only technical, right? Uh, because I know they can't rely on them. They can bring clients and stuff like that. And that's very important.
1: You know what, Bilal, you bring up a really interesting point that I just want to touch on real quick is that I think people who are thinking about going out on their own or maybe are confused about, like, how do I brand while I'm working for somebody else? That's a big question mark for people. And I think you don't necessarily have to have a name of a company in your posts and be posting for them. You Mm -hmm. can just come up with your original thoughts And that's really what I did. I I just put it out there as Kelly Roars. Yeah, hey, if you want to work with me while I'm working for this other company, that's great. You can go out there as yourself. I rarely ever, say, book a call with me on my calendar. A lot of people ask for business directly on social media. And you don't necessarily have to do that. I think, honestly... You could take a look at LinkedIn. I might ask that twice throughout the whole year if I ever do that. Usually those types of things are done privately with the referral source after there's been an email introduction. So like you don't have to say, hey, look at me. I need business while you're working for somebody else if that's where you're at this point in your career. So it's possible to start building your brand while you're working for somebody else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think about Thomas and Ryan, I believe, who both work for Brandon Hall at the real estate CPA firm, and they're super active online. I have no idea if they plan to go out on their own eventually or not, but it's super cool to see employees becoming active and building their brand and building a following and what you said kelly about you don't have to make those promotional posts i think that's where a lot of people go wrong and they approach creating content as a way to self-promote of course people should know what you offer and how you can help i'm not saying that's wrong but a lot of times there's two percent of the market looking for your services and if you're going to just try to market to those 2%, you're going to turn off the 98% who will at some point likely become in that 2%. So it's this backwards thinking, like we want to add value to the audience as a whole, build the know and trust. And if our profile is set up correctly, they know what you offer. And so when they're in market, they'll reach
0: out. So Kiri, when with your clients or with the CPs in general, I wrote a book called uh, Not How, Who. And a lot yeah. of CPAs kind of want to do it the how, not find the who will help them do it. What's the struggle that CPAs or accounting accountants and tax professionals don't let go of this fact? Hey, don't do it yourself. Have somebody else do it for you.
2: I think there's a lot of things that come into play there. A lot of CPAs are very... Tight on what they want to spend money on, to be honest. And they think that by doing it themselves, one, they have the knowledge, they understand the tax law, and they think, okay, I'm the only one that can create this. But two, a lot of times they don't want to invest in it because uh, they know they can do it. But the thing is, that takes a lot of time for- away from them actually growing their business. A lot of times they can't stay consistent. And so the time they do invest into it, while it's still a lot, it's not enough to actually move the needle forward. And so if they don't find the who and they're just focusing on the how, then it is a lot of times hard for them to make traction and stay consistent. Now, are there people that still run their social media profiles, create their own content, do a great job? Absolutely. But a lot of times they've found who's for a lot of other places in their firm and operations so that they do have the time to devote to content creation which takes a lot of work
1: now what do you think about people who say oh i don't need social media for my accounting firm
2: i would say think about the last time you found out about something that you bought or someone you bought from were you influenced by social media in any way And for a lot of us, that rings true, whether it's a pair of shoes that we just bought, whether it's a coach or a program we just invested in, a podcast that we just listened to. Social media is the way that we're getting information today. And of course, you don't need it. You can just rely on referrals. But look at like, like Blockbuster. Netflix came in and wiped them out. So it's like you can either jump on board, go where people's attention is, how they're making decisions, how they're getting information today. Or you can stay doing things the traditional way and likely you're eventually going to have competition come in and take you out. Yeah, I've gotta be honest. If I
1: am using a service or let's just say I'm going to a restaurant, something simple, and I Google that restaurant or I Google this service and nothing comes up, or I see no reviews or a website that looks like it's built on AOL yeah. in 1999. But I'm going to say, I'm not sure if yeah. I should pursue this.
2: I just hired a plumber to come fix something. And the first thing I did was Google plumbers near me, look for the one with the most reviews and a legitimate website. And then I actually reached out to them through Instagram. Like, it's crazy. That's just how we do things Great. today.
0: Especially in new generation, for sure and as we move forward we have to uh, the, the source that we look for to help us it's always review independent reviews online that says okay if this guy is good or bad and with like most services if you go restaurant plumbing electricity and 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 you can go online and search for it and to see if this guy has any presence online and i think in my mind if someone doesn't have presence online i question their what they like, what kind of services they, they want to provide, or what kind of customers care they care about. Because I think that's all important. I think, in a way, where if someone wants it has a presence online and they're transparent of their services and their pricing, and their customer care, it shows up online, and that shows a huge, uh, flag where okay, this guy is they are trying to build this service. They are trying to be a good provider, a good uh, company, and they try to grow. And this is something you want to relate to. Every practice, especially for for us CPA firms, accountants in general, we build our relationships. It's not transactional. It's a long term. And one of the ways that when we post online, when Kelly posts online, we provide content. The prospect is looking at your content and they're getting to know you before they, they, they reach out to you.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's mm-hmm. where every account should be online because a lot of people go search online for you, and they see if they if they can get to know you before they reach out to you, that means uh, they're a good fit. They think that you can help them. Where If, if an accountant reaches out to a, to a prospect, they don't know what's going on. They don't know if, who are you? Can you help me? That this is a trust issue, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a huge factor for a lot of accountants that desk, mm-hmm. I think they should be online because they want to tell their story, how they think as an accountant, how they think as a t- tax professional, what they provide to their clients and the winnings you put on, on, on your post. People want to see those things. Hey, I want to save money on taxes. Hey, I want my accountant to help me with this issue that, and Kelly posts something about a client that she helped him with beside taxes. And it was a big win for her. Okay. As a prospect, I see that I was like, my, my accountant doesn't do that. I want somebody as an advisor to help me. Cause I think as the future goes with accountants, it's not about, Hey, put these numbers in these boxes. We want, they want advisors. They want somebody to help them with business aspect. The, the the uh, business decisions that they want to make every day. And say, hey, I want to call my account and ask me ask them this question about this transaction or this business I'm to buy. And the more they think this way, the more they can have a team of professionals, like a, a marketing person, an a accountant, a lawyer. I think every business thinks this way; they can grow faster and grow in the right directions. And online can give you that aspect because. We can reach out to anybody we want. If Katie, like fifty years ago, was we only local in her her community, she can't help people in Michigan or in New York. And now the the market expands out, so a client in, in different states can be be helped by a, a accountant in in Texas or accountant in Michigan or accountant in in, in, uh, in New York. Because now the market is leveled up. A big firm like we used to do that. They used to have that leverage. Now, uh, any, CPA, any CPA or any accountant can have that leverage and reach out to any client at a different state, right? Being online, exposed, and being transparent online is very important for, I think, most professionals.
2: Absolutely, I agree. How did you, Bilal, get started creating content online? So you mentioned you started on Facebook.
0: Yeah, initially, my... So I was working at a, before I was working at a coin company and my thought, my idea was to do e-commerce. And I went on Facebook to find e-commerce groups, Amazon groups and e-commerce groups. And it was, I I, and I found those groups on, on Amazon so I can start my own e-commerce company. So I wanna see what people are doing. And then it just clicked for me and said, hey, I'd rather I was like, okay, I, I see a lot of people asking for accounting questions and tax questions. Why not do that instead of selling products, to sell services? And then I found out through my... So my wife became a dentist in 14, and I found out there's like actual dental forms online and on, on Facebook, and there's actual dental podcasts and all these different things. So I wanted to help her start a practice. By doing that, I learned all this... Different groups online. And I learned there is a dental something called a thing called Dental CPA. So, okay. So, there's like different branding for it. So, I was like, man, when I started my firm, I didn't look local. Like, I didn't look at my clients, uh, local people in Michigan. I didn't look at, I didn't reach out to family or friends. I was like, I want to do strictly online. And anybody locally, Wanted the local experience. And I was like, okay, I don't want that. I just want to go online, email the person, Zoom call or whatever, and phone. And I'll handle all the things. I don't want to come to my office to sit in front of me and say, hey, can you do this for me? And I didn't want all these things. She just happened to be looking for something that I didn't know existed back in, like, uh, I'd say 18, 17, 18, 19. And then I found out, oh, People want this stuff, and so I got into it this way, and so I picked e-commerce and dental because of my relationship with them. Being an e-commerce guy my li- most of my life when I first started, and just happened to be this way. And I found out through experiences, because I used to be doing sales before this, before my accounting career. Oh, wow. Um, and so it happened when I wanted to get a client locally, and reach out to them by cold call. I cold call at the beginning. I have a suite here. In my suite, there's a few dental practices. It's very difficult to, to go in and ask for business. I did that. And, and, and most of the time, it doesn't work out. It's very difficult to go in as a cold person, cold call them, or, or walk in, hey, this is what I do, and blah, blah, blah. Because there's, there's a lot of variables, right? Are they looking for an accountant? Are they happy with their accountant? Are they happy with their services? What makes you different? You can't provide all that in one setting, right? And then we go back to being online, because you can do all these things online, and then if they're looking for a dentist CPA, they can go and look for that de- a person online and see all those things. Okay, they do this, they do that, and they provide this person their content. I felt that local account local clients are way different than online clients. The online clients are easier. Uh, they pay more, <laughs>
2: there you go.
0: Uh, and just yeah, and just local clients. They want to come to the office all the time and sit with, down with me and for hour, two hours, and ask questions and hand holding and and yeah, it's just I felt like it's easier online to get to clients in different states and different things and yeah, it worked. It worked out in a way that naturally for me.
1: So I think that. It's awesome that you shared your different experience with social media, too. So thank you for sharing that. Katie, I think one of the premises of us having this podcast is to help others see what they can do to grow their firm or maybe take the leap into firm ownership or entrepreneurialism. What kind of growth have you witnessed of maybe the firms that you've serviced or people that you've watched on social media over the years?
2: Yeah, there's been a lot of different ways that firms have grown. Of course, revenue-wise, that's always awesome to see. I know, Kelly, like you shared that you've gotten around a 700% return just from social media. But there's also other growth that I think goes untracked and sometimes unnoticed that can be just as important as revenue. And that's attracting new staff, attracting new mentors, new opportunities. Like maybe you really desire to get accolades, be a top woman in accounting. Uh, All of that can really happen through putting yourself out there and building a brand. So if it would be helpful, I could I know that we are probably getting short on time, but I could go through like a process that someone could take and start building their brand in four steps if that might be helpful to your audience.
1: Yeah. Wow, that would be awesome. Yeah. So
2: I like to say that if you use the four C's, anyone and everyone can build their brand online. And the first thing you want to think about is what platform do you want to start on? So choose your platform think about where your ideal clients are hanging out or whoever it is you're wanting to reach. So maybe it isn't clients, maybe it's staff, maybe it's mentors, where are they hanging out and what platform plays to your strengths. So if you don't posting pictures, but your ideal person that you want to reach is on Instagram and LinkedIn, maybe you pick LinkedIn because you don't like posting pictures. Then you want to think about actually connecting with that person that you want to reach. So whether this is going to be searching for them directly, whether this is finding influencers that already have built their audience around who it is that you want to reach, whether this is hashtags, groups, there's a lot of ways you can go out and find these people, actually find them on the platform, then start having a conversation with them. So the third C is converse. And this is not spamming them. This is asking them real questions. Maybe it's about something they posted or you're asking them about their journey, start a conversation with them and finally create. So that's the fourth C. We want to start creating content for this person because as we've chosen our platform, we're connecting with them, we're conversing with them, they're going to come to our profile and our content can serve as Bilal was talking about to let them get to know us, build the know and trust. So with the four C's, anyone can build a brand. It doesn't matter if you are already a firm owner or you're somebody aspiring to be a firm owner, or maybe you simply want to work your way up at a firm that you're already at or want to be at someday. That's
1: great awesome. advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think you brought up a really good point before that, which I think most firm owners are struggling with staffing issues. Yeah, It's not always about the money. It's not always about the clients. If you can portray the type of business and the type of environment that you have within your firm, I think that will definitely boost attractiveness to staff out there, potential staff. And that's definitely a great way to maybe help in this scary staffing shortage that we Um. have. I wanted to end the podcast with, your biggest piece of advice for everybody, but I mean, your four C's were great. If you have any maybe last tidbits for everybody, and maybe you can tell our listeners where they can find you and find more information about what you do, that would be great. So the
2: last piece of advice I would give is to start today. This is not to scare anyone or deter anyone, but more and more people are getting active on social media. However, for accountants, there's a small handful of us that are active on social media. So the time is right. Jump in today. You can't mess up. The only mess up is just not starting. So start, connect with Kelly, connect with Bilal. I'd love to connect with you too. I'm Katie Thomas, CPA on all social media platforms. LinkedIn is my preferred platform, or you can find me at leaders-online.com. Perfect. Thank you,
0: Katie, for being a good guest of ours and looking forward to working with you in the future
2: thanks for having me on guys I so appreciate it thanks everybody have a good day
0: if you've been loving the energy and insights we bring to each episode we love to hear from you
1: head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a 5 star rating and written review to let us know what your favorite part of the show is
0: your feedback helps us reach more professionals who could benefit from the show and create more episodes you love.
1: We can't wait to hear your thoughts.